Okay, so this is going to be a spicy one. This is the About Violence podcast, and um, I have two, I think maybe smartest humans on the planet. I know you never <laughs> say, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm, I'm going to read a little bit of their bios just so you can grasp the the depths in which we're going to cover a really complex topic, which is this world that we're now living in, quantum computing, AI, cybersecurity. Um, our actors, our enemies, are using a variety of actors to attack us in ways that are completely unprecedented. And um, we are behind the curve in our ability to fight that. Um, so first, to my right, Brandon Shake, um, just so I don't mess things up. I'm going to paraphrase some of this. All right, you Thank have you. a civil affairs background, um, which I don't respect at all because they're just a fake wing of special operations. Um, and they know it. Yeah. But really, like, <laughs> military background that then moved into tech and cyber, um, founding a bunch of companies within the cybersecurity world. Um, our initial interactions came from me coming back from Ukraine with some Russian malware on my phone, you catching it because you work with one of my other partners and you were like don't get near her because you're going to mess all her stuff up and then take everything that you have throw it in the trash and let's get your stuff fixed um and that is how we met brand shake yep computer herpes takes no prisoners yeah that's right <laughs> um so we'll talk both these gentlemen are from defense scripts great name by the way and um we'll we'll talk about the mission of that company but then to my left brandon's right this photo, by the way. I know, it's tragic. It's so good. It's like <laughs> back is straight. Of course, you're a fighter pilot. Um, Pete Shadow Ford is the head of federal operations for Q Secure. He's a retired Air Force single seat fighter pilot. Um, the plane you flew here in is so yeah. freaking cool. It's pretty cool. Do you like that we just land helicopters I right know, the back? I talked to Shane. Yeah, I told yeah. him I saved yeah. his parking spot. Boy. Yeah. Usually, <laughs> um, that's his commuter. He's got a pretty, pretty legit other helicopter of one of his five. Um, and now, via innovative technology, you, you are really leading, I think, this nation in what it looks like in this cybersecurity world about how to respond, not just defensively, but offensively. Um, some, of the, some of the best chess players on the planet are less concerned about defense and more concerned about controlling the center of the board via offense and right. being in great positions to attack their adversaries. So what is Defense Scripts? So it's a group of cybersecurity companies that's pooling their resources together for the actual fight that we're in. So um, the biggest problem that we're tackling as a group is um, the majority of cyber threats get all their um, roots in state-sponsored attacks. So you know the, the threat landscape right now really looks like this. You've got criminal cover campaigns where Russia, China, North Korea are taking last quarter's build or a little bit before that. And when the rest of the industry and the rest of the world starts catching up, they're literally selling that to criminals. Yeah. And then the criminals are, you know, messing up your neighbors and stealing your grandma's savings and, you know, hitting MGM and, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, well, uh, that first, you're taking state. This is state actions, and but they hand it off to non-state actors to do via proxy an act of war. Yep. And obfuscate so no other country can attribute it to them. Because, like, uh, you know, cyberspace is really a four-dimensional space, right? It's not ruled by time. It's not ruled by borders. There's really no tangible way that we can attribute and correct each other in, you know, the global economic warfare plane, right? Yeah. 
So um, the problem is, is since you've got the criminal cover campaigns that are obfuscating their actions by selling it to just every, anybody on the street, um, you also have um, corporate cover campaigns, which China and you know Israel are really pushing. And um, so the problem with this is uh, there's no rules. You know, you're literally giving bombs to children at this yeah. point. And it's the the threat landscape is no longer what people think, where it's like you have to be the super nerd and you know in your mom's basement, you know, looking at code all day. If I showed you some of the control panels for this stuff, it's it's like looking at Apple or Windows. Yeah. It's so easy. So that's where um, we're starting to see ransomware as a service. Like a country goes, um, hey, I've got all these boxes that I've got a little beachhead on. Um, why don't you go ransom those guys so I don't get in trouble? Yeah. Right. Or at least nobody can attribute it to me. So. Like MGM, for example, that was, um, you know, Russian malware that um, a bunch of 18-year-olds got ba their hands up. on. So, MGM, 10 days ago, um, they had malware that was put on their servers. It took over the entire casino. You couldn't use slot machines. You couldn't use your key at your door. Um, you couldn't use the credit card scanner for their point of sales. Everything connected to the source of this malware then spread like a virus. And effectively, the whole entire casino was shut down. Um, by shut down, they were losing $25 million every day. And they were asking, for 10 to 20 million dollars well initially it was like a 50 million dollar ransom but they settled for or 50 million dollars they settled for 15 million dollars um so that's what happened so what was happening on the tech side yeah so on the tech side um the first thing that happened was a group social engineered somebody to get a, a beachhead right yeah and then they loaded um russian like it was a system bc russian state-sponsored malware is where that was developed from and then that group that got the initial beachhead um, basically sold it to these 18-year-olds, and the 18-year-olds wreaked havoc. And it's funny because if you go into the dark rooms where everybody's talking about this, um, the uh, the proprietors that gave the initial access to Alpha V um, were super pissed that they were ransoming them because they don't agree with it. And yeah. it's like, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah. There's this book uh, I love. I've read it twice. It's called The New Rules of War. And they are saying non-state actors, corporations, violent extremist organizations, that all war in the future is gonna be built off of weaponizing those types of activities. And the state, the, the thing that we as Americans so desperately want, which is Patton leading our armor across Europe or in North Africa, a war that we'll never see again, and effectively the last war that we ever won. That's the war that we want. That is not the war that we're going to fight. And as we're looking at China and we're looking at Russia, you know, using every proxy that they possibly can. Pete, what, what, one, you got to read this book. It's an amazing book. Yeah. But two, like, what are we going to do to try and fight and combat against, we, we are not prepared to fight this type of war. We don't have the palate for it. Um, on the special operations side, this is all I'm used to, and this is the world that I want to be in. But the rest of the army, the other 99.9% .9 of the military is like, uh-uh, this is icky. I'm not going to bribe somebody. I'm not going to plant malware. I'm not going to use somebody else as a proxy to do things. So like, how is how are we going to, not just we the military, but we as Americans going to be positioned to have a chance? I think that we, um, we give adversary attributes to the way I want to fight. Yeah. It's like, okay, I see you, we're gonna box. Uh, there's no way you're gonna kick me. 
because that's not what we do in boxing. <laughs> and you go, oh, yeah, I'm going to bite you too. Yeah. I'm going to poke your eyes out. Uh, that if you. No, no, no. Queen of Marksbury rules. That's yeah, just, yeah, exactly. That's what we agreed to. Yeah. No, no. The <laughs> war is ugly, right? Yeah. It's the ugliest of things, right? And it's, it, you, you can't put rules on it. I, there's another good book you could read. It was actually pre Clausewitz. It's called The 36 Stratagem. Oh. And a stratagem is not a strategy, it's a ruse. So the first 18 are offensive, the second 18 are defensive, and they come in one-two punches. And they're not designed to go mano a mano. Yeah. They're designed to be behind that, gut you in private, and they just come in and take over. So I'm offensive and defensive. I'm always slippery, and that's what China's doing to us right now. By the way, Russia's paying attention because they go, oh, this whole communist thing doesn't quite work except for the people that run it. Yeah. So for me, I look at it and go, let's – Let's look at the DNA, the fundamental piece of that remnant, that small one to two percent that actually think about keeping freedom free, mm -hmm. and let's get to that DNA. So I look at this, from, aside from being a knuckle-dragging fighter pilot that strapped an airplane on and, and was there before, and I was the last guy out as far as the airframe uh, and the air side, because there's guys on the ground, right? When I was flying in Iraq or in and out of other places, I wasn't sitting there. But I was trying to keep strategic surprise from hitting you from the air. Yeah. I mean, look at what you did in all the sandy, nasty places of the world. You could deliver some air power pretty neat. Yeah. And at the DNA of what, what we're looking at, I'm on the quantum, right, way over on the nerd herd side, but I'm a knuckle-dragger, so I kind of metronome back and forth. The DNA is we've got 50 years of technical debt in our information. When you talk about cyber hygiene and it's a warfare, okay, nobody asked me to wash my G-suit before I went to war. Yeah, They just said, go put that airplane on target. They didn't go, I'm sorry, you don't smell good enough right now to go to war. So we don't talk about it like it's a war fighting domain where it really is. Yeah, And it's, it's not at a nation state level. It's down on every time you touch your mouse or your keyboard, you're at war, dude, whether you know it or not. Yeah. That's what they're coming at. Regardless if you even yeah. accept that you are, because yeah. your adversaries, our adversaries, are, are currently at war against us using non-state actors, criminal, violent extremist organizations to attack you. Phishing scams from Africa, that is not at random. Those are, those are state-sponsored organizations that are doing it, and they are getting really, really good at it. Yeah. Just a couple of minutes ago, I was having coffee with Shane, and um, we're, we're talking some finance problems. And he pulls up a notification from Apple saying that uh, his account for his Apple Care, and he is currently in an Apple Care, uh, is expiring, but the card is not processing. The last three digits of his card were his last four, uh, four digits of his card were his actual last four digits of his card. These were all, this was all information that was scrapable, but it was, and, and the cloned email account was no reply at apple.com. So, I mean, everything looks legit um, until you pull one layer back. I mean, 90% of people that see this thing are believing it because all the smell tests are passing. Like, yes, I have Apple card. Yes, I have this credit card. Um, yes, it's coming from your legitimate email. And uh, it's it was fake as fake can be. How are we going to survive in this world? And they can send that to 10,000 people. All they need is one to click on it. And uh, well, that's that's conventional yeah. cyber. Yeah. yeah, this is the 50 years of technical debt that we've already inherited, and now we're asking for some cyber hygiene. You're not going to take a shower and get rid of that bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. This is let's stop playing defense, 
and let's bring some uh, active monitoring offense play to it. And in the conventional cyber, I'm looking at, China calls their quantum side their nuclear version. Because I'm going after that one, it's called an asymmetric key. It's a big, long freaking number. It's hard for a classical computer to break it. And that's what protects you. A quantum computer is nuclear and it's coming after it. Down to our infrastructure, your yeah. mortgage, our, our finances, healthcare, the whole nine. And it's a strategic surprise. Yeah. Just like Trinity and three weeks later, Hiroshima, it was, as soon as you get it, I'm coming after you nuclear. All the things that you consider free use, they're not free anymore. I'm a communist, yeah. right? I'm, I'm gonna take that from you. And then I'm just gonna pants you in gym class. So that's the thing we need to recognize is the classic and quantum computer are, are hitting a brick breaking point and we can't afford that 50 years of technical debt. Let's stop playing defense. Violent people keep freedom with violent means. Yeah. And that means we need to be ahead of this. Yeah. So that's the quantum side of the house that we're doing. Yeah, we also need to keep in perspective too um, the sophistication of the attacks and how easy it is. Like um, we helped mitigate a virtual kidnapping recently, literally 750K in a lunch sack that was gonna be put into a, a trash can at a park. You know, um, AI is really changing the landscape. And, you know, you've got state-sponsored resources that are taking it and dumping it into the public, basically, and, um, you know, handing bombs to children for the most part. So the quality of attacks that we're up against today are the lowest quality they will ever be. And you're talking a three-second soundbite replicating your children's voice at a convincing level that you believe it. Um, and everybody's up against that, yeah. you know? And then the, the scariest part of the situation too is the awareness isn't there. So everybody thinks, well, that's the, the nerds will handle that. No, no, you're gonna get the nerds pregnant too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan and Alex Jones uh, yesterday, there was an AI generated video of them supporting a specific product. Um, neither Alex nor Joe um, had anything to do with this product or any relationship and it was, impossible to decipher if this was them or not in person in video supporting this product and uh from that not innocuous because that's criminal in my opinion you're using somebody's um, name and likeness to to profit and to leverage and monetize your product without their permission all the way to i'm going to ransom your life um or I'm going to hit a nuclear button, or I'm going to shut down infrastructure, an infrastructure that is more vulnerable now than it has ever been in American history. Americans don't know this. Scary. It is scary from power to water. We are in Texas. I think Texans realized during the snowpocalypse, we lost a little bit of solar power, which provides less than 10% of our overall power to the state and losing that little bit because of inclement weather, snow and cloud cover, our grid shut down, rolling blackouts. We had people freeze to death. We had people starve to death. We had people climbing into dumpsters to try and get food. And this is in Texas with a one week snowstorm. When you get two or three power stations that shut down, you get Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant in Avila, California shut down. You get one coal mine shut down. You, we're talking like significant national crisis at an apocalyptic level from that side of fake AI generated videos to people are starving and dying and people are disappearing. All of this is cyber related. You said go on the offensive. 
How do we do that? Like, what does this look like? So one is stop calling it cyber hygiene and, and step on the offensive. Recognize the boundaries you have and don't go beyond them and then work together as a team. You never, I never went in single ship. Yeah. I always had a four ship, an eight ship, and I had a lot behind me. You, you rarely went mano a mano unless you had somebody else that you were going against one and it, you would bracket attack and come back together, worked as a team. So the, the teamwork and cohesion is a key. Uh, and then on my side of this, for the quantum side, so we talked about just how threadbare we are on our infrastructure. You're right. Very few power stations go down, and we're all walking in the cold or the heat. Yeah. One regional bank attack with what China's developing in the quantum compute attack, one six to 12 hour delay of a regional bank right here on the corner of trading and money movement and that kind of interaction we have like a power station puts us in a recession Yeah, that fast. So yeah. what we do- Have you guys is, ever seen a money run? Yeah. Like we're, it's frightening. Yeah. Um, I went to, I was traveling overseas. So imagine both of those together. Yeah, it's yeah. done. Yeah. So like people think that there's nothing in the bank, right? People start going to the bank to get to get their money. There's no money in the bank because there's actually not money in the bank. Um, I yeah. mean, <laughs> it's ones and zeros. Yeah. And uh, digitally, yes. ones and zeros, and that goes away. And then you can't get food. You can't get your your temperature in your home to be bearable. It's either going to be cold or it's going to be hot. They th they think with a collapse of power, ninety percent of Americans would die within one year. That, that is how vulnerable we are. And the grid is that vulnerable, more vulnerable than it's ever been. So you, you said offense. What does that look like? So when you say offense to me, I'm like, cool, we're going to go slit throats and take scalps. And I'm in, by the way, people yeah, yeah. like, come yeah. on, put me Don't in worry, coach. We'll give me that keyboard. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> for me, we have not, and Brandon and I were talking about this going on the airplane when he wasn't sleeping. Uh -huh. uh, and then later on, we've never had the ability to, we've all been waiting on encryption. It's cryptography. It's where, you know, ho-ho, ding-dong, math, thick glass guys in their mom's basement are busy breaking somebody else's math, and now I need a new set of encryption. Well, we've never had the ability for agility or resiliency to move the encryption around hmm. and keep the same end-of-life stuff like your old cell phone, your old laptop, that one asymmetric key that is Tim Kennedy, that's vulnerable when the encryption breaks. And I'm coming after that key because when I can break that key, I can be you. Yeah. So when we add a new layer of agility, resiliency to our encryption, oh, hang on a second. I'm not playing defense anymore. I'm actively able to get my stance so I can move with we, that encryption breaks. Got it. Roll to the next one without shutting you down, yeah. without letting that asymmetric key be the only thing that keeps you between life and death, energy, power, because those digital ones and zeros, they track back to that asymmetric key that you tell them to move your finances around or yeah. pay your mortgage or pay the bills. And so now we put a quantum layer over the top of that with the encryption that's agile. Welcome to a different way of defending yeah, against an attack. Is it sustainable though? Because how, f how many layers down do you get to go? So if I'm going to be attacking, I'm red cell, right? I'm going to be attacking a physical location let, let we'll just use a nuclear power plant yep. um of course i'm gonna i'm gonna do a vulnerable vulnerability assessment like how can i get in but I, i'm first looking at people i'm figuring out where are the vulnerable people and this is when you do a um when you're passing your security 
background check. Yep. Like, are you financially vulnerable? Are do you have relationships with people outside of the country? There's these, you know, our yeah, telltale indicators. Yeah. And there's lots of them. And every time that we have to do our polygraph, those questions they ask and make sure on your lie detector that you pass these questions. Um, MGM was vulnerable because of a single person. Um, and the entire house of cards came crumbling down and that person was not a high ranking person. Um, if you're looking at MGM, if I'm looking at the owners, they are hard. Some of them are hard targets. Most corporations, people are looking at people, the criminals or the non-state actors or the state actors are looking at the vulnerable people to get access to the hardened facility. Um, and you know, if you're going to attack Dell, you're like, oh, I'm going to go after Michael Dell. You're not. Hopefully he's he's hardened. Um, maybe he is. Maybe he isn't. But let's do how how many levels down can I get bef- before I find a soft target? See, um, that's great insight because um, you know the security for an organization or even for you as a person, it's not just like your perimeter, right? It's the way that you set up um, your uh, network visibility. It's the way that you set up your patch schedules, your authentication. Um, all that kind of stuff. So when you get a beachhead, you can pretty much go anywhere you want with most organizations because they don't have the adversary mindset built into their platforms and they don't have the ability to have uh, um, vulnerability or um, threat visibility into their systems from the perspective of a threat. So like, you know, um, going back to why defense scripts, why this group, why partner, um, it takes an army to beat an army. And um, the tools that we use to defend ourselves in the market today have nothing to do with what hackers are bringing against us in the fight. Literally apples and oranges. So if we're going to have a plan that works, the first thing we need is we need visibility from the perspective of a threat. That's why you do the risk assessments, right? That's why you do the penetration testing. That's why you literally put eyes on target and get a threat picture and, and terrain picture. Because um, the mechanisms we set up to defend ourselves um, are there's not one tool in most organizations that are using threat hunting platforms and OSINT platforms to have that visibility. Like, you know, what's this person's behaviors like outside of work? Are they using their work email for personal subscriptions? Like my fitness pal that's getting hacked. And now somebody I don't know or trust has this dude's um, credentials to log into any system that they want at their permission level. And then internally, we don't even know how to manage our permissions the same way that a hacker is going to use to um, literally weaponize our systems against us, right? Yeah. So um, the, the only way that this um, cyber warfare picture is going to get better for the states is when talented individuals and companies that have complementary missions and complementary skill sets are working together for the same goal. And, uh, and yeah. don't give the adversary the attributes. Look, it's just a boxing match. No, dude, he's bringing a knife and a gun. Yeah. So, yeah, you got your mouthpiece and your gloves, and you're going to get killed. So don't look at it like it's a fair fight because it's asymmetric warfare. And that's the way we've assumed for 50 years speed and connections are what we were interested in. So I tell people any device left out in the cold that doesn't have an adversary mindset of how do I protect it and the next generation, how do I protect it from the quantum threat that's beyond classical computing? Any device left in the cold is open. So don't don't walk into a boxing match thinking it's a boxing match. Yeah. This is a full-fledged fight. So stop talking about hygiene. Let's think about this the way an adversary wants us 
to not think about it yeah. and go, okay, what are you going to do? Now I'm agile. Now I'm resilient. Let's get at it. And it's yeah. every device. Yeah. Um, back so you're talking insider threat earlier. Yeah. You're going to have those. It's part of those 100 right? The one person's supposed to be there, yeah. maybe 10 or with him in battle. The other, maybe 80 are going to go with the flow, good old fashioned sheep. And then 10 are people that shouldn't be there. They're actually going to shoot at you. Yeah. So you need to be ready as that one or 10 to be that remnant that's ready to think about this ahead of time before the power goes out, before your mortgage and yours. As an organization, you know, we'll, we'll use the military with some of the recent, uh, whistleblowers and hacks um you know they, they were finding specialists with security accesses that could get into specific programs and then have access to the entire program um you know for mgm super another great example you know, like you not manager like they just had to get down to find the right guy that had security clearance that was accessible and vulnerable to be able to have access to the whole entire network like it seems like this insurmountable task to be able to protect all of these different echelons and all of these different layers and all of these different levels. How can you do this? Yeah, um, and that's like the most important point, right? Um, it is a, it's just because of the nature of like how businesses silo themselves and everybody's trying to sell you on, uh, you know, I've got this silver bullet, you know, fix for all of your problems. You know, that's not going to work, mm -hmm. right? And you know that it's completely disingenuous to think that you can protect somebody, especially if you're not going like, hey, don't click on everything you see, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, what it comes down to is there is a way to make things reasonably secure. There is a way to protect your systems. Um, you know, conventionally, when we're talking about the, the threat landscape right now, the checks and balances insurance companies play a big role. Um, they're requiring you to have certain things and you've got compliance and people think compliance is the holy grail of if you follow all these TTPs, you're set. But again, you're not bringing the threat mindset into it and going like, cool, you've got 2FA. Is there a 2FA bypass for what you specifically chose? They're not even taking that that threat mindset to it, right? So um, when it comes to like protecting the whole stack, it takes professionals at a high level working together um, with the cooperation of the team to make sure that you're doing what you need to do. Because even if I'm a doctor wanting to, um, you know, fix your health issues, if you keep eating those cheeseburgers, it's not going to get better. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think you put it in the hands of warriors. Yeah. Like I, people ask me, how ready is this? It's ready for you to develop the tactics, the mm -hmm. techniques, the procedures, your concept of operations, your concept of employment. You're going to come up with ways you want to use the tool I'm giving you, I think I'm giving you a defensive tool or an offensive tool. You're gonna to use it for both in ways that we haven't thought about, but you're gonna use it with the principle of protecting people that don't know they need protection. Yeah. So that early adoption, to put this in the hands of people who are gonna do the TTPs, that's where you wanna go. Because now we're, we're agile, we're resilient, we're lethal. We're thinking about this, not just what the adversary says they're gonna do, but with a full fight in mind. That's where I want to go. And I want, we got to do it yesterday. If you look at all the things that come out of the government now on heads up, a quantum computer's coming. It was the same type thing that probably came out of Japan. We think they're making a nuclear weapon, right? But we don't know what that means and we don't know what we need to do about it. It was, it was less than 21 days from, everybody's all fired up with Oppenheimer, right? From when the gadget dropped at Trinity to when we hit Hiroshima. That same thing, as soon as this gets developed on a quantum compute side, is gonna go tie right with the classical compute side 
and you're going to be Jones. So we need to get some of those offensive and defensive measures in warfighters' hands and go here. Develop the TTPs. Yeah. Be a warrior. Um, here, warfighter, go and do this is might be a bridge too far currently with the government's risk adverse approach to um, our global perspective. Um, this administration, more so than in a long time, even Obama um, was dropping mad bombs from every drone he could. You know, he dropped he dropped more bombs from drones than any president ever, um, to include Trump. You know, the uh, he as political and polished as he was in front of the camera, he gave lots of green lights to go and kill bad dudes. Um, and obviously Trump is going to Trump always. And uh, yeah, drop the Moab. It's great. Fantastic. You know, thanks people. Um, <clears throat> right now though, um, with president Biden there, we are risk adverse. There is no offensive option. There is no cool. Take these tools, give it to the warriors and go right now. And because of that, we are very vulnerable. And now our enemies, and we have very powerful enemies that are more powerful than ever been, are starting to um, cloverleaf our vulnerabilities. They're looking for, for ways in. Um, I have said that we've been at war for 10 years with China. Um, it's been I, I mean, like, oh, for, for sure. They've, they've been pushing us for 10 years, but in the diplomatic information, military and economic ways that you can attack us, they went from initially economic for the past 50 years um, and then diplomatic for the past 15 years, informationally now for the past 10 years. The last M is military. And so three of the four, there were 75% fully at war on every single imaginable front, going back 50 years all the way to current, where we're now 75% in active conflict. But now they're using proxy and non-state agents to attack us. Yeah. And they're looking for vulnerabilities within us. Like, what do we do? Yeah. Like, what and do it, I do? Yeah, it starts you know? with the individual, right? Um, it starts with awareness, understanding what's going on. Um, it starts with adopting these, um, you know, these uh, um, protection mechanisms at home because we are the weak points. If we don't have awareness and education on this topic, this is the one that's going to hit us immediately when it hits us. Um, the quantum threats, um, the AI sophistication, um, you know, the long history of like, I know how to social engineer people and I've got tools to take over your stuff. Um, it starts with people taking this seriously, um, you know, getting your firewalls at home, um, you know, getting some sophisticated software to have threat visibility on your systems. Um, it starts with awareness for the most part. Um, none of this is going to get better unless everybody takes this as an important issue at home and brings it into work, right? Yeah. I, I, every administration is domestically focused yeah, and then internationally responsive after my house is in order. World War One, joined yeah. that Joker way too late. Yep, right? World War Two, World War Two, yeah. and all of them kind of stumbled <laughs> into war. So you look every single one <laughs> of them, right? Yeah. But we had a remnant inside that saw it coming. Yeah, and that's what carried the day. So uh, you can almost muppet the clown, right? Yeah. Clown, Even in eleven, do you know that there were like the, the reports leading up the week before were like this is happening, this is happening, and they're discarded and ignored. Um, until those planes smashing those buildings, all the way to like G Watt, we have. We been. were just talking about that. I was airborne over Iraq 
uh, 9-11, right? What? And the 9-9, I did a high fast flyer against a guy that was coming out of Al-Assad to fly over the top of us to hit our command and control airplanes, right? Go for the home run. Fly over all these guys because if you're high enough and fast enough, you can get there. So it was it was me and my wingman that did a high fast flyer intercept, which is hard to do, two days before. Wow. So the guy had to go back and land because he was going to die. So it it is really a narrow, small crowd that understands what they're doing that can tip that scale. Yeah. And so I, I look at it going, the administration is almost moot because we're going to make domestic decisions about things that have international ramifications based on our big blue borders. Yeah. But that small crowd that knows it's going to have international repercussions and it's going to protect us too, our infrastructure, our money, my family, the house, the company, the the work I'm doing is all part of that resiliency that comes with being free. You fight for it. Yeah. It didn't come free. So that's the part where I go, it's not about taking a freaking cyber shower, dudes. It's about recognizing that's a form of warfare and it affects all the others that you just talked about. Shoot the 11th five-year plan, China produces five-year plans. Turns out every five years, right? 2005 was the 11th. They were already talking about this yeah. as, as one more finger going in that glove. And then and the next one called it Mil-Siv Fusion. We're just gonna try to join this together. And then this last five-year plan, it was all about the fourth information revolution, the nuclear side of that. We're just now starting to see it. And so you're seeing the stuff come out that, because domestically we have to do something about this threat. Oh, we're gonna do all the other stuff too and fund the other parts of the government we need to, but it's a domestic look. We don't put the polarized lenses on and go, is everybody else looking at the bad guys in the trees here yeah. that are outside of my fence line? That's, that's where we need to at least take a look. Yeah. Now we bring stiff backbone, active brain stems to what we're gonna do, not just domestically, but internationally. Yeah, that, that's a that's a big ask right now. Stiff backbones. Uh, yeah. America was a country that couldn't be invaded because we are strong, we are fit, and we are armed. Geographically, yeah, we got mountains in great places. Um, you know, we're bordered by allies. All all the great geographic geographic reasons why we're hard to invade. But most importantly, people would look at this country and be like. No, hell no, we're gonna die because every single one of those rednecks is gonna get a gun and they're all fit and they're all individually responsible for their own security. That's how it used to be, yeah. we're not that way anymore. So with this idea of individual responsibility, this idea of like you cannot invade America because not just, not just because we have guns, but because we're fit and we're strong and we're ready to fight all the time. It's in our DNA to be rebels. It's supposed to be, we're not right now, yeah. but that's where we're supposed to be. What do you do on an individual level to become responsible for your digital footprint? It, it starts with our roles in the community, right? Um, most of us are business owners, we're managers, we're so on and so forth. Um, it, it takes awareness, it takes, um, you know, understanding what the actual landscape looks like. Um, you know, you asked what happens, right? So a business who's encountering one of these threats, the first thing you should do is call your insurance, period. Um, then you should call us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the mechanisms that we're stuck with is, you know, offloading the financial risk right now, uh, which is the wrong answer. Um, you know, these uh, most of the sophisticated threats right now are starting with insurance agencies to get a look at policies to see what they're, they'll bear to pay out. So they don't even have to go through the negotiations. They lock you up. They cut, you know, a demand letter for how much they know they can get paid. And they pretty much stop there. Um, but I mean, even for that 
part of um, the resolution, you're still talking about a massive insurance gap for most of these people, because if it comes out as it's state-sponsored, which you know almost half or more than half, depending on which source you look at, leads to state-sponsored attacks, that's force majeure. So even going with your insurance companies and bypassing some local experts that can help you time now, um, you may have a 50-50 shot of not getting paid at all, which is why so many of these companies go under. So it starts with being aware this isn't just your problem for this is my problem too it starts with using um, the right softwares adversarial mindset protecting yourself at home because uh um, I, I joked earlier that uh, computers herpes <laughs> computer herpes takes no prisoners it's true 30 um, percent of attacks at this stage are uh, um, successfully infiltrated by hitting owners and leaders at home before the organization yeah trojan horse so i look at that more of a do just let's don't treat your uh, bruised ankle when we need to put a tourniquet on your arm that's blown off. Yeah, right. You you think it's still there, but it ain't there. So uh, aside from let me give you an active offensive mindset that your information is currently in. So let me protect you against what we currently have and think like a hacker. Yeah. And then the next part is. Let me put some quantum layers over the top of that that don't cost a lot. They're available right now. People think they're going to have to wait on this super quantum computer to do it. There's ways you can prevent that, even when a quantum computer comes along, comes along right now. So let me use an active adversary mindset with your current conventional cyber information world. Let me lay a quantum layer over the top of it that doesn't slow you down, works mm -hmm. on your existing stuff, even the old junk you have. And now, when they get it, you, one, you know because you're thinking about it actively, and two, you know they can't interpret it because even a quantum computer is not going to break it. Take those actions now. And if you're a leader, lead. Yeah. That, um, that was a lot. I need you to dumb it. So if, if, I, if I was talking <laughs> to AI, right. if I was talking to ChatGPT, I'd say, hey, man, I really appreciate what you just said. I want you to tell it to me as if I was a five-year-old that is an idiot. And then yeah. ChatGPT is, so what are the first three things that an, a mom in suburbia, one mile away here, should do? Dad that owns, that is an entrepreneur that is running a plumbing company. So I mean, insert the average American middle class, upper middle class, the 85% that is America, what do the, what are the first three things they should do for their cybersecurity and digital awareness? One, we'll call this 1A, stop clicking on everything. Okay. Um, 1B, you need to get your awareness up. You need to understand what attacks are coming so you can figure out what choices you need to make to mitigate it. Um, these AI attacks. Don't just take things at face value anymore. If it was an unsolicited call, you don't know them, don't trust them, call them back and see if it if it checks out. Um, if it's a family member that is asking for money or something out of character, call them back and see if it checks out. Um, so awareness first. Then you're talking about um, mitigating current threats and teaming up with the right products that you need. And then what we really need to do as a country is we need to proactively um, and more rapidly adopt um, these emerging technologies that are coming out um, f much faster because uh, by the time we're seeing malware in the marketplace for on McAfee or VirusTotal or something like that, it's been in the marketplace for almost a year in most cases. Um, and then it's almost a year after that before the market is ready to defend against it. So, um, you know, that's that's very general. Of course, there's variables there. but. 
um, we we don't research like we used to. We, our our country no longer invests like it used to. We're we're relying on venture capital, and the smart guys don't want to go work at Google um, because uh, they're going to come in 15 minutes late and uh, zone out for an hour, and they're going to use the side door so they don't have to see Lumbert. And uh, you know they've got eight bosses, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, we're no longer investing in the little guys to figure out um, how to mitigate what's coming. Um, and on top of that, we're no longer trying to put them in a position where they can do the most amount of good. It's all about burn and turn cash. And then we're also super behind our adversaries like China, Russia, North Korea that have unfettered access from public to private. So if we're going to catch up, we need to get better at public private partnerships. Um, and we need to start investing in the technologies that are coming our way because it's coming whether we like it or not. And I love your yeah. question. We, we swung that metronome way over to nerd herd and you went back to knuckle dragger. What do I do? Yeah. yeah. That's a great question for like, I talked to my mom, right? Go, <clears throat> oh, Hey mom, if you're trying to protect your house, the first thing you do is you shut the door, right? And I'd like you to lock it. So step one, define your house in the information world mm-hmm. and then shut the freaking door. So what is that, I, I'd prefer you to lock it. So, I would I would like you to go get on a virtual private network. I would like you to get the most recent updates at a minimum for what you guys you know that a VPN is called a virtual private network. Okay. <laughs> Don't forget what we're talking to here. Yeah, this yeah. Is the about yeah. violence podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, we were like this. Yeah, yeah. Donk, donk, <laughs> right? So click on that. So now you at least know good. I'm I'm running the good old fashioned malware that the, the you know the herbivores do I have a good practice here. So I run a VPN all the time. Perfect. And from yeah. my Apple home screen, it says VPN on. And if something doesn't connect, it's because my VPN hadn't got connected. And a VPN will drop from time to time for whatever reason. I'd love you to explain that to me. Where like it's like if I'm bouncing out of Dallas or I'm gonna go gonna go to VPN in New York, whatever for whatever reason, it will just die. So then my phone won't work, and I'll have to go back into the VPN to reconnect. Um, all the time. Is that the right answer? Yeah. Okay. So you're shutting your door and locking it. Okay. That's just your basics. Turn on your updates. um, Because mobile devices, really the only fundamental protection you have, it comes from your carriers. You need to regularly update your software. And your passwords. And your passwords. So So password manager, VPN, password crap as fast as possible. So um, not the notes spreadsheet that has all of my passwords in it. Yeah, no, no, no. That no. when I use one of them, I get a notification say that, hey, a warning, this this password has been um, cracked in a public domain. Would you like to change your password? You say, no, I don't. I, I like this one. I remember it because I use it for 27 of my accounts. <laughs> um, You're leaving the door wide open. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that's shutting and locking your door. Okay. Uh, and the next one is recognize we all live in probably communities. Right. So if I'm locking my door, it doesn't mean my neighbor is. So I look out with each other, right, and work together, find the other plays in a homeowners association or something like that. What is best to breed for all of us? I've got mine. I'm using this for my family. Here I am, like America, domestically driven. What's going on in my four and no more in the house and the garage door is locked and I'm, I've got it, right? Junior can't be playing in the backyard with the AK. We, we you know, not all the time, right? So not all the time. Uh, yeah, sometimes. yeah. Sometimes it's okay. Only right? let, the, let the yeah. neighbors know he's dangerous. So we got it. Let's let's do that. Protect one, right? So VPN, password managing, updating. That's good old fashioned basics. The next one is 
work together as a community of other like-minded carnivores. Okay, n- not the Smiths. They're pure herbivores. They, they mumble and gum their food sideways. We'll let them be attacked, but look out for them. Who else is best to breed that I can work with? Okay, and then the last part that I would look at is start thinking about it in a strategic or an operational manner rather than the tactical. I've got this week, the next paycheck, and I've got this month, and what am I doing? Okay, beyond that, what else is here infrastructure-wise? What else am I going to do next? What is coming? That all those so just always improving your fighting yeah. condition. Yeah, you're, yeah. that's Man. what you're doing. Levin Bravo. Don't forget, yeah. you got to go back to the hundred percent. Yeah, I'm so, always looking at. I've got eighty airplanes. So if I've I'm got giving, my four, what else is coming on? So I would look at it. Lock your door. Work with your neighbors, a homeowner association, and the next one is what are we doing as a group of people with active brain stems to do yeah. something about this? And that's where guys like this big freaking genius and and us looking at the nuclear side come in and go this is available for you now not that much yeah but you've taken these first three steps yeah the next big thing is it's super inconvenient but you need to get used to it um multi-factor so um or even two-factor the more popular a platform is you've got to have a second step um because uh every hacker on the planet whether it's state-sponsored or not they're running a business at this point. They're structured like a business. They've got PR, they've got managers, they've got recruiters. Um, they're trying to monetize to keep those operations going. We so desperately want to think it is some poor person in Eastern Europe, yeah. or it's like some group of people in a village. Um, that's not who they are. No. We've seen a guy, one crypto wallet had $600 million in it. I'll send you the screenshot. One guy. That's how many um, people that he got. Right now, this year, we're projected to lose $6 trillion globally from cybercrime. So the more popular something is, like if you've got Disney Plus, uh, you've do two-factor. Social media, two-factor. Um, people will use that against you like you wouldn't But believe. make sure moms and dads uh, and, and the knuckle-dragging side, that this is what I have to do with my mom. And it's like, okay, just have it text you. Did you allow this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's the second factor. Right, or yeah. a phone call or something else. Now, something like Keeper or you know one of these other password managers. I use Keeper. Um, That's what can, my next question. So yeah. of there, I think there's five big ones on Apple Store, Google Store. Um, Keeper's good. It's, one it's, password. It's really good. So I, I use Keeper because it was built for defense. Yeah. Um, I like things that are built with a mission purpose with a little bit higher standards, right? So um, Keeper's good, 1Password's good, anything's better than nothing. But um, again, if you look at your purchases from a perspective of, can somebody monetize off of this more than their competitor? It's probably a safe bet to go, even if I use that, I need to add a couple of additional steps, right? I, I need to make sure that um, I have something physically in my hand in order to get access, like your phone and a YubiKey. I'm a big fan of YubiKeys. Um, so just making an additional layer um, that's outside of the norm, they're going to bypass you because they're looking to monetize, yeah. right? Because they want to return on their time investment. Um, don't I mean, be the low-hanging fruit. Yeah, don't yeah. be the low-hanging fruit. But even then, um, like hackers are hiring legitimate penetration testing companies to assess uh, their targets before they go after them. Um, they're literally looking for a return on investment for their time, for their resources, um, because there's a lot of money in it. Yeah, organizationally, um, went down a fun rabbit hole of how some of these nefarious companies are organized um, with sh- multiple shell corporations that are doing legitimate business, but being backed by 
I mean, you go two degrees of separation, you're back to a state-sponsored war act. But the in, the the in-between companies are the hacking companies, but the front-facing companies are legitimate businesses that are doing construction companies that are, you know, wild yeah. how complex these people are with hundreds of employees in multiple nations. And, you know, they got the bot farms and they got the people doing all the, but organizationally, structurally, they are a powerfully vertically organized company. Um, it's not what we wish it were, but it is what it is. Yeah. So like, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at, so one warning I have for people is when you're selecting a VPN, which I see you, we're going to talk. Um, Oh. China's buying up all the VPNs right now. Okay. Um, so we have, um, you know, we have some research in house where we've tied some state sponsored criminal activity to a specific um, VPN provider that's using. Um, I'm going to fix you. Don't you worry. Um, but uh, and then we'll put a quantum layer. Yeah. I thought I was so yeah. good, man. I yeah. like, did all I mean, the things you told me to do. Yeah, yeah. So you <laughs> well, remember you're our, the uh, front line is going to be attacked first if you recognize yeah. it. There, okay, don't be the low-hanging fruit for, uh -huh. the, for the average public. Yeah. For the guys and gals that are first movers with an offensive mindset, okay, you're not going to war with a football helmet. Yeah. We, we want you a little bit different armed. And, and, and that's, a different, that's a different subject, right? That's your, yeah. your 1% to 2 to 3% that are out there on the front making a difference. Okay, wait a minute. Let's don't give him a butter knife, dude. Let, let's let him use one of those. Right, and then, by the way, give him something a little more offensive, so he knows what's going on. Different crowd. The one, two, three we went before. After that, dude, I keeper and dash lane. Yeah, and I do both against both. And so one is always a good backup, ready to go. One may be get one may go down. Got it. Put that one in phase depot. Get it fixed. I'm using this one in mean. So at, to me, it's just what you did with a team. You yeah. did it with a team all the time. I, that guy is. We also just lost a twenty-year war, so maybe not. Did yeah. we lose, or did we just take a knee <laughs> for a moment? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Didn't, yeah, didn't feel like a win. No. Now here's no. here's one last um, bit of insight I'll give everybody on VPNs. Um, it's not full spectrum security. You're using somebody else's uh, malware, um, you know, detection services. You're basically running your traffic through a third party. That's it. And the encryption, you're just encrypting whatever malware you download or click on. And um, going back to the adversarial mindset, half the world's job is going undetected. Uh, and they're putting a lot of time, money, and resources into it. So uh, just inherently trusting somebody else to protect you is not the way to go. Yeah. Um, so again, don't click on things you don't trust, um, that you're not familiar with, that you didn't find yourself um, from the reputable source. Um, and just verify things before you take some actions, right? And that's that step three. You you locked your door, you shut it and locked it. The next one is you're, you're working together with the other players around you. The third one is, dude, if my homeowner association, I'm, I'm not just happy that we've got a gate. I want somebody driving around looking, and I'm gonna help too. That's that third part yeah. where you work together to go what's best to breed, what's affordable, what's available, what's adoptable, okay. We're taking the right action and then don't be satisfied with it yeah. yeah and then don't buy things without a risk assessment um if they're not looking at your overall posture and seeing if you actually need their services uh, you're probably adding complexity and issues more than you're helping things yeah. so i mean yeah. look at what he did for our the company q secure right silicon valley the reason i came to this company it's the only u.s founded funded 
and focused company that saw a threat before it was here. So we got it together, worked our stuff so it was going to be useful, and then we found big knuckle-dragging geniuses like this and said, here, check it, pin attack, not with just known stuff. I want the best stuff hackers. Tell us if we're worth a, a poo or not, and, and we're going to fix it if we're not, and then I want you continually looking at it because I want to be part of that crowd you come to that you can lean into that's part of that fire team. Ta-da. Yeah. That's the kind of crowd that's not – excellence is – the virtue it's not a standard you ever reach okay all right yeah. so we got the three things that the average american is going to do um they're going to effectively lock their door vpns um a password keeper of some form um they're going to address updates their, yep updates um they're going to address their community with uh so for, for me, I think like, all right, all of my colleagues and associates that I work with, all of my neighbors, the people within my church, like that, that next group out, making sure that I best as I can be a positive influence for them doing the same or similar. Then the next one is um, the infantryman grunt approach to always improving your fighting position. How, what can I do next to make my safe, my place a little bit safer? Um, I love that very simple approach. Yeah. Besides the regular American, um, let's say there's a small business owner that's listening or you're a corporation that's like, man, I, I, I think we have bit off more than we can chew and we're not positioned and, and poised for this. Um, how, how do they get in contact with you? What should they do? What is like the, you know, somebody right now, th their balls just went up into their stomach because they're like, yeah, oh man, yeah. they just said a bunch they of stuff. Insurance and yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. yeah. Adam so, Zappel's way up That's here. right. Yeah, so you can reach out to QSecure directly. You can also reach out to defensescripts.com, um, and uh, it's spelled how it sounds. I'm sure you'll put that on the podcast, yeah. too. Um, but uh, we'll get you taken care of. So um, the first things first, get a risk assessment. If you've never been pen tested, if you've um, you know never talked to a security consultant, get that done, whether or not it's us first. Um, we're That's the best place to start. Do yeah. an actual risk assessment for your organization. Hey. Uh, so you did my organization and in doing my organization, you also identified partners within my immediate circle that were vulnerable or currently being attacked. Um, yeah. That scared me as much as your revelation about how, and I thought I was decently, um, yeah. <laughs> I do my online security class every single year that the Army makes me watch. Virtually. I take my cyber shower. Yeah. Um, it, Points for compliance. Yeah. It was scary, frankly. Uh, yeah. I was unnerved about how not prepared I was. And, and I own a, prepar a prepared preparation company, a security consulting firm. I like all the things that we're supposed to do. I was like, wow, I am wholly unprepared for this. Uh, so I, I encourage everybody to reach out to QSecure and Defense Scripts. Incredible men, incredible backgrounds. Um, most importantly, they are on. They are the tip of the spear of what's happening right now globally on both the offense and de defense side. Um, parting words: You, the cameras in your face. Behind the camera is are on 360 million Americans that you get 30 seconds. Tell them what you want them to do. Stop clicking on everything you see. Okay. Short Three enough. seconds. Nice. Pete. Lock your door. Be ready for what's next. Okay. Uh, you did it. Yeah. Run to violence. That's what a sheepdog does. I want to go there first because I'm looking to be the protected layer 
that we need talk, takes one to start with a 360 million, run to that, find out what your weaknesses are, and then unfornicate it, huh. fix it. You can do it right now. It doesn't cost a lot. That's why we're, we're prepped for a quantum and what he's doing with classical and quantum with affordable ability. So your door is not just locked. You can knock your neighborhood too. This, my stomach is turning, not not with uh, hunger like it normally is. (laughs) Um, Well, this was the About Violence podcast. Um, Uncomfortable and unnerving, more so than usual. And we cover some spicy things. Um, We have Brandon and Pete from Defense Crips and Q-Secure. Really, the tip of the spear of what's happening on the cybersecurity side. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to ask. I'm going to tell you to do what they said, to go out and start in an aggressive way, looking at your digital footprint, um, your digital hygiene, all of the things to make sure that you are positioned to protect yourself. The mission statement for this company is to be able to preserve and protect human life and provide for your families. You will not be able to do any of those things when you have no access to who you are digitally. We live in a digital world. And uh, so... This is not implore. I'm not begging. I'm not pleading. I'm telling you to go and fix yourself. Go and prepare for what's coming. And what is coming is a new kind of warfare. And it's going to be happening by state and non-state actors, violent extremist organizations. If you're not prepared for it, you're going to get destroyed. God bless America. I hate losing. And we've been losing for too long. So let's start kicking ass. I love it.